Before we get to the podcast, who is on the phone? Hey, Miguel and Holly. How are you? Oh, we're good. How are you doing today? I am doing good. I am doing good. I am doing good. I have to say, Scotty the Body is my favorite midday DJ on Hot 101.5. That's from Yes! yes. I mean, he is the only well, one. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't take away my yeah. glory. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so do you want to yeah. say congrats to Scott for getting full time? Yes, I sure do. 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 Scotty the Body. Guess what, Scotty the Body? I remember working with you when you were 22 on a weekend show. Remember that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Way back. Oh, when I was 22. Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. That was on August 14th, I want to say. Yep, August 14th. I remember calling you, and you picked up, and and you told me one day you were going to get your own show, and hey, I helped you, Scott, didn't I? Yes, you did. You kept me going, Jacob, and for that, I'm forever grateful. So thank you, sir. Do you have any advice for uh, Scott as he starts this? Well, I just want him to know that he's doing an excellent job and keep up the good work and that he's one of my favorites. Oh, well, Yay! thank you, Jacob. Man, you know, that keeps That's me so going. Great. Thank you. Love it. Now, Jacob, tell everybody what podcast they're listening to. They are listening to the Holly O'Connor podcast with my favorite midday DJ, <laughs> Scotty on Hot 101.5. Oh, Sorry, Miguel. You yes, get cut out. Sorry, Miguel. All right. Well, fine, cut out. I'm going home. That's all right. Bye. <laughs> That's fine. Miguel? That's fine. Okay, Jacob, two times. I see Miguel, you. Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Come on, come on, come on, Miguel. I'm just excited about him. You yeah. know? Oh, come no, on, it's fine. Man. I like That's it. Fine. It sounds good to me. No, so far, I'm I mean, loving I'm it. fine over That's here. Fine. Y'all just hanging out. Thanks, Jacob. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo and my ha-ha. Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. This is the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Well, this caused quite a controversy this morning. Oh, boy. Uh, before we get into that, thanks to Jacob two times. For not acknowledging me on this show. No. It's okay. It's fine. No. It's fine. It's not Jacob. about you right now. You know. It's about Holly. I think. And it is. Yes. It is. It's the I Holly show. I think what <laughs> Jacob does to you is what you do to Scott. Oh, uh, good I point. Think he likes to, to do it. I it's think it's a delight up. for him. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I am not rattled easily. Mm. AKA, I'm the easy, easiest rattled person. Oh, my God. So ever. easy. Yeah. yeah. So are you, Scott. Well, Both yeah. of us are. We can just rattle each other up. All of us are. Why do you think we're all in radio? That's that makes true. sense. Yeah. We're a bunch of sensitive sallies, and we want people to love and adore us. Do you ever just get tired of being so sensitive? Yeah. Like, there are times. All like, the time. To be completely honest, like, I have been fine all day, and I can't pinpoint today. I just got sensitive, and I'm just like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to be. I just want to go in my it's room. It's a good time to talk about I it. I just want to sit. Like I honestly, I've spent the past like when I got quiet after the show was over. I can and tell you were like now. recording some of your show, Scott. And I was like, "What is wrong with me?" And I honestly, I don't know. It's just the medium that I've been talking to. Um, she will like text me sometimes and be like, "I don't know. Like I just feel like there's something going on with you, but just know that." whatever it is and i'll be like 
get out of my mind, get out of my emotions. How do you know this? Is that healthy? Is it healthy for a, a medium to be texting you like at uh, in the moment? Um, yeah, because it's. I mean, I. I don't I haven't read the medium books. So I don't know if there's like <laughs> medium one hundred and one. I don't know right. if it's it's helpful or harmful that you should get that information in real time. I mean, I, when she does it, it's not like you're feeling awful. Mm. It's more like, hey, I know that you're feeling something, and just know. Um, oh, I think the other day it was sometime this weekend, and I was in a pretty stressful moment where I was just like feeling a lot of emotions and she texted me and she was like, Hey, I can feel that you're feeling a lot right now. What the world? So just know that the people that depend on you know how much you care about them and that they understand the hard work you put into whatever it is. And so it was like, Oh, okay. So that's was what I was feeling. So it was helpful. Wouldn't this be a good time, though, to, like, connect? Like, okay, you have the info. You know something's up. But then when it's just, like, you connect the second part of this, which I would say would be, like, therapy, to be like, okay, let me connect. Okay, something's up. Then I would throw in a therapist, and it would connect me one to the other to actually work through what's happening. Instead of just being like, I know something's wrong. Because that happens to me, and that's why I can't wait to start going to therapy. Because I'm like, whoa, why do I feel like crap? Right. And I start trying to process it, but I don't have the tools to process what the heck is happening. Yeah. I just know that I'm upset, and I kind of have an idea of why, right. but I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but I don't, you know, on a Sunday evening at 5, don't have a therapist number to call and be like, so well, let's does. talk about it. But you but, write notes. Right. Exa- exactly. You know, you take stock of it, and you go, all right, well, this is something that I've got to uh, deal with. So absolutely. But it's just more so instead of just writing it off as, all right, I'm feeling upset right now. It is a, okay, she helps me understand what I'm feeling. And then I can give context to it for myself. Mm. And then one day be able to sort of like work through and understand what it is that I'm feeling. Okay. Um, I just feel like right now I'm going through a transformation and I don't know what it is and I mm. can't pinpoint exactly what's happening, but I feel like I'm going through growth pains of yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what yet. I'm trying to figure that out. Gotcha. We see that just like now, though. I mean, I don't know exactly what you're willing to like throw out in the open, but it, it does seem like, okay, something's missing from you. Like there's something that, I don't know, is the cup full? It doesn't seem like it's full. What do you need for it to be full? I don't know. And that's that's sort of what I'm trying to explore. I know one of the things that we talked about, and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast or anywhere, but I mean, and I'll be completely honest, like we've been here for this month, six years, and this is the longest I've ever been at a job yeah. anywhere. And I think some of it is restlessness. And I think some of it is uh, I'm trying to think how much I can say. I like to know where I stand. Uh. And I feel like this year in particular professionally has me not really knowing where I stand. Mm. Mm. And I can't give a whole lot of details, but yeah. Holly and I are in this situation right now mm. where – a lot of it stems from that, where yeah. I just feel like I don't know what's happening and I don't know where I stand, where we stand. 
And so I just feel like there could be a lot of changes in my life in the future. And maybe that's what I'm sort of preparing myself for. I don't know. Might be part of it, yeah. I don't know. Um, so I'm trying to wrap my, my brain around it. But that's one of the things that her and I talked about the first session that we had um, was that I don't feel – how do I say this? Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of the correct word without making anything too offensive to other people, but oh. I just don't feel like I my worth is being seen and that we'll just leave it at that. That my worth isn't being seen. That's valuable to say. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't know. That's where I am. And mm -hmm. so it just sort of comes in waves where it's like, is everything that I do, we do, worth it? If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm working through. It does. Is that what's happening today? I think that's what it comes in waves where I think I will, because I'm so hard about what we do every yes, day. You are. And there'll be like little things that like literally zero people will notice about the show. And then I'll beat myself up about it. Yeah, and then literally I spend, nobody knows. No, no, not one person. And I recognize that. And I try to, like, stop it and be like, bitch, yeah. it don't matter. Because, like, not that easy, though. we got another four hours of show to plan and content to put out tomorrow. Yeah. So one little thing didn't go the way that I thought it was going to. It's fine. But I understand that here in my head. But I don't feel that all the time oh no i get it and so trying to like change the gear shift sometimes is hard that's why i say you know when we do all the feels it's like take responsibility for the energy you bring into your space mm -hmm. reminder that's not easy mm -hmm. so yeah it's yeah <laughs> I deal with that on a lot a lot in my personal life mm -hmm. i i personally do of and then not just my part like my family of We've done a pretty good job of understanding the logics, which is, I mean, you have no idea. You It really is half the battle. Awareness, mm -hmm. probably more than, it's like three-fourths of the battle. Right. Your own awareness is right. so much of helping yourself. But even when you have the awareness and you feel one way and you know logically it's not that way, it's still really hard to ignore how you feel because- mm. Human beings are, are emotional creatures. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, it can be really difficult to sort those moments out. It is. And I think for what we do, too, is we put on a performance every day. Like, I remember the first time one of my bosses early in my career <clears throat> said, you know, you have to make a decision on if you want to be a performer on the radio or if you want to go behind the scenes and do management type stuff and leadership type mm. stuff. And I'd never heard anyone refer to what we do as a performance. And I was like, oh, wow, it really is like that. And now, you know, all these years later, it's hard to separate, you know, when we tell personal stories on the air and we're talking about our lives, you know, we are basically putting it out there for public consumption and for public discussion. And, like, sometimes I'm about about it. Like, let's talk about it. I don't care. I am a, a, a fortress. And no matter what you say, I am fine. Yeah. 
And then there are some days where my fortress is down. I have no defenses up. My shields are weak. <laughs> I'm a, a, the Enterprise Star Trek, and you're just firing at me, and I got nothing to block it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm just open, and my hull is leaking gas. Yikes. And that's oh. what it feels like sometimes. And, like, you can't, and you don't know. Like, I literally walk in here every morning saying, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be excited. I love what I do because I do. Yeah. And this you're is so going to be a human. great day. And then just, like, one thing will happen, and it just sort of, like, tumbles it down. Tumbles. And you're like, damn it! This is supposed to be great! I know. That's hard. But that's why this profession is difficult. And anybody that's ever been like, I almost was on the radio once, right? Could do that. No. Mm. Maybe you could. Right. Maybe. But I think it's just a lot more than what, you know, it's, it's supposed to be. It's, it is. And it's supposed to look like yeah. easy peasy fun that anybody could do. That's the tip mm-hmm. of the iceberg. Right. We know what the iceberg that took the Titanic looks like. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Right. So right. it just, it makes me smile sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Anyway, so yeah, I so, I get it. So are you, how are you feeling right now? Are you okay? I'm good. I'm I'm good now. I just... Like with everything, you just sort of like catalog it and you say, all right, I will have time to sort of like sit down and process and understand. And, Uh, you know, then there's just some things that are out of your control and you just have to be like, it is what it is. And I will find joy in other places. I just am always very jealous of uh, people that can sort of just brush everything off Mm. and they're just like, oh, girl, bye. I can't because a lot of times I can do that. And then there's just some times where it's just Something like stick. Hey, I yeah. see you, girl. I'm here and I'm watching you. <laughs> I said I was jealous the other day, actually. And I'm not really I don't get jealous too much. Um, but I was jealous of people who can just post willy nilly like the second a thought comes into their head on social media. Mm I was like, I'm just jealous of people, and may, and it's not, it's not really jealous. Like, I don't want to be these people. I would much rather be who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, but sometimes it just seems so carefree. Yeah. To post, um, you know, a photo that you'd like because, and and not have to think about what the ramifications would be, or you know, post a, an opinion and not have to think about what your words actually imply, and. It just seems so like, wow, you really just, you don't give any Fs, do you? Mm-hmm. About anybody, clearly, because right. people are about <laughs> to hear you or mm-hmm. see you or yeah. do whatever. And it just, sometimes, I guess I was just, uh, I had a moment where I was like jealous of people who don't give a fuck. Right. Not that I want to be the person, because I give so much. Yes. Fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. So many. You give all um, of them. And, that, and circling back, that yes, I do get tired of being too sensitive. But it's like sort of my superpower. So right. it's with great um, power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I remind myself that. I would much rather, rather be the way that I am and, you know, it sucks to feel people sometimes, mm-hmm. and I've really, over the last six months, been able to sort of master, not nah, I haven't mastered it, but but have a better grasp on what I'm feeling versus what other people are feeling, or, mm. you know, you know, when I get jealous of, wow, they just threw that online like it's no big deal. Right. <laughs> the, the bold audacity oh. where I'm just like, I wish I could say some shit, but no, I don't. No, right. because I know the consequences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just... Again, with great power comes great responsibility. So I, I had a moment where I was just 
in that feel too. And I just was like, no, no, I'd rather be this way, but it's tough sometimes. Now I do want to just like, before we move on to topics, I was thinking about this yesterday and I, I guess I haven't realized how much I value what people think about me yeah. until now that I just got this. Okay. So if you're just now tuning into the podcast, I got a promotion and I'm now full time with Hot 101.5, but I'm also doing a show on a country station in Orlando, K92.3 at night. And I didn't realize how much I valued other people's opinions of me until, like, I finally started getting roasted on a post I made. And people were literally coming at me. And, like, I read it in the morning. And that was a mistake when I got into the studio here. And I started reading people's comments. They were like, who is this guy? No, you don't look as, you know, like, pretty much just dragging me through the mud. And that was the first time it's happened and. I probably, like, ever, I don't really usually get dragged. Thank goodness, don't start dragging me now. But I was like, holy crap, like, that hurt. And it threw off my mood for a solid, like, hour and a half while I tried to process, like, those words don't matter. Right. Those words don't matter. It Literally, they don't even know who you are, so why would it matter? But it did. It threw me in a loop, and I had to process it all day yesterday. I was like, why did I care so much? And it came back. I was like, oh, wait, I do really care about what people think. Mm-hmm. As much as it's easy to say I don't, but, like, when, you know, your job is literally to be liked, like, that's it. And that's how I think why it played a role into the new station that yes. I'm on, K92.3. I was like, I want to be liked. Like, I'm trying to win over you and be in this. So they keep me and they don't fire me. But, like, I'm trying to win you over. Yeah. And to get dragged, I was like, that freaking hurt. That mm-hmm. sucked. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting process yesterday. I was like, wow. And I think what sucks the most is it's not just, like, it's one thing when people who have no idea come for your character and you're just like, I know who I am. I get it. Um, but it's like when they hit a, a little nerve when mm. they're like they hit something that you already wrestle with. Yes. Yes. That's when you start the self-doubt and everything. And it does suck because I would like to think that I don't care what people think. And I've gotten better about um, removing myself personally from other people because so much of like the negative stuff people say that comes from their own yeah. issues. That's such an important thing. And I, I have really recognized that like when people are angry and they take it out on you it's actually very very rarely about you it's usually their own shit that the uh judgments are fears Mm. so if someone's judging you for something it means that secretly they have a fear about something that is related to what you're doing and it's triggered them that's where it comes from so i get that and like Mm -hmm. again logically we all get that but emotionally you're like Wait, Mm -hmm. I just, and for me, like, I don't, I feel like you're similar to this too. Like, I desperately crave people to understand me at least. Mm. And it's, I've had to really reckon with that for uh, a while now about people are not going to understand me. No. And a lot of people don't even want to try to understand. They don't want to try or they simply cannot because they are so steeped in their own shit that there's mm. no way they could understand me because they don't even how do you understand me if you can't even understand who you are Good point. right so i'm getting to that point where it's just really it's it it hurts when i re, i realize or recognize that people aren't going to understand choices i make or things that i do even even people close to me yeah. my friends that's what hurts the most when i'm like but i want you to understand and they're like mm, i still think you're wrong and i'm like all right. Ah, yeah. And it hurts so bad, but like I've struggled with that and I've it's it's that's the thing where you're like logically I get it. They're it's their own projections and it's their own insecurities and it's their own fears about their own life and they wouldn't do it this way because scary and I I get that. But your feelings, 
your feelings hurt and it mm. sucks. And like when it happened, I saw what happened on the Facebook page. And to me, I'm like, these people don't know you. Like yeah. our audience has had a chance to understand who you are and why it's freaking adorable what you posted because you're adorable. But like these people <laughs> don't know you. They yeah. might think, who's this douchebag coming and in that's, here? Mm-hmm. I've always, I, that just clicked again. Like I, I forget that about me because I'm so thankful for our, our, like our fam here because y'all actually know who I am. You, we get it. But if you just see me on the street and if I saw myself, I'd be like, screw this douche. <laughs> Walks over here with spiked up hair and he's athletic, built and smiley, fake ass bitch, like that. <laughs> but that- people might. I think get that. that about my look because I would think the same thing, and that's why it's so hard right now to like. I'm trying to find ways to like, kind of tie in my story, but I don't have that much time to tell my story, and it's, it's a whole new process. Because when I got on the radio, I was able to at least step on you know y'all show, yeah, and to give myself a couple minutes to at least be like, I'm not that. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, Give it's a second. no matter what happened, like, I mean, and this is like first impressions with whatever job you do or wherever you go. <sighs> I mean, when Holly and I first started here, like you now not, you would never know. And I wish we had the time to like go back to some of our fir- first couple of weeks on the air. People would drag us on the Hot 101.5 social media. I mean, you would have thought we got on the air and we were like, (laughs) we hate Tampa Bay. What a trash city. We can't wait to go back to Panama City. I mean, you would have thought that we just were the most horrible morning show. And so then it was like such a... I remember I was like talking to a guy who lived in Sarasota. And I remember sitting in his bedroom when I went to go visit him. It was like the first or second weekend we were on the air. And I went and like teared up because I was like looking on the couch at some of the comments. And I was just like... We can't fucking win. And so then you, I just had to, like, take the day, not look at it. And then I would go and I would privately message each and every person to be like, hey, we're new. Give us a chance. I hope you continue to listen, even if you didn't really like what we were talking yeah. about. But then what's funny is then fast forward, like, three or four years later, some people will send you a message on Facebook. And then you'll scroll back and be like, what did we talk about? Oh, those are one of the fucking haters who thought we were, like, the worst thing to ever happen to Tampa Bay. Oh, jeez. So it just takes time, and it doesn't make it easy at all. No. But it will change. It will happen. Yeah, no, it's good It just takes time, and it sucks. But So we understand what you're feeling, because it does suck. And keep in mind, like, Tampa was so used to, like, attack radio that people thought that we were being... Fake and phony, and they were like, "You bitches!" And we were like, ah, "No, we love everyone." And they're like, "Yeah, fuck you." No, you're not, you fake ass bitch. Yeah, it took a while to get because it one by one. Like I think we've told the story before. People would call up, ready to fight, and we'd be like, "Oh, that's a good perspective." And they'd be like, "Ha, oh, all right, well, okay, mm-hmm. talk uh, to you later yeah. then." I'm like, I, I literally want to hear what you have to say. It doesn't gel it with what years. I think, but it's fine. Oh, Jesus, it took years. I, I forgot about all that. Mm-hmm. You sort of tend to block it out. You do. But that's why, as you were saying that, I remember sitting at this guy's apartment in Sarasota being like, we made the wrong decision. 
Nah. Oh. It was such a good lesson. Because we were stuck in a rock and a hard place because we had left Panama City for the second time. And they hated us. (laughs) And then we got here and these people hated us. And we're like, all the people that hated us in Panama City were like, you're just going to fail again. You failed once. Why would you even go there? You guys suck. And so then when we moved here and everyone's like, yeah, you guys do suck. We were like, (laughs) I just want to make people laugh and get paid more money to do it. Yeah, so don't worry. Oh, well, no, that is a good lesson, though. Like, I mm-hmm. literally, that helps a ton because uh-uh. this is the first time they I've ever experienced this. They just don't know you. This. They just don't know you yet. Um, Real quick, uh, before we wrap it up. We got to talk about what we talked about on the air. Exactly. Scott was okay. shocketh. I just shooketh. didn't think this were was at the really magnitude. shook or were you ver- pretending for on-air purposes I will explain bit. in a second once we explain. And I, I'm trying to pinpoint why I'm so shocked by this okay. because I think it's just... Okay, we'll explain first. So we, I was telling a story on the air about how my fiancé told me that he doesn't always tell me if he doesn't like uh, what I've cooked. And so then we did the whole topic of, you know, what are white lies that you tell your significant other? And then we had a fan member call in and say, oh, I've lied about the big O. And she was like, I've done it so many times. It's just, it is what it is. And Holly was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this is something that we all know. I know. And I really didn't think it was going to turn the tide. I thought we were going to go to the next caller. Yeah, because we had like three more people on on hold. But then like Scott was like, what? Women lie about orgasms? And I was like, yeah. Like, have you not watched any female-centric show? Like, of course. But But then I remembered... 24, and you've never watched Sex in the City. You don't know these things. Well, I just, I guess I didn't realize it was like the magnitude that it, like, literally everybody on Facebook was like, yep, me too. And then I started thinking, I was like, wait, what is it that's actually triggering me? And I guess it's the thought that's like, no, that wouldn't happen to me. They, would, they wouldn't do that to me. And then it got me thinking, I was like, wait, have they done it to me? And it just makes me like, question everything where it's like yes i've heard that this has happened i've heard a rumor that one or two hussies is fake i just it. didn't think it was that the you know this large amount of people that it was happening this often or at least you think that you could tell That's because what, come on like i was like oh baby Oh, sweet but you don't child. know we, you we don't, don't break no your heart. correct i don't know we and that's what's like and i got a couple cool messages there was like don't think too much about it don't get in your head and I'm going to try not to, but now it's going to be in the back of my head of like, girl, you faking. The next time it happens, you're going to be like. <laughs> I'm going to stop everything and ask. No, but it's just to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm not like other guys where it's like, that's fine. If you don't, that's cool. But like, one, we did talk about like communicating, like what could help you get there. Like, I'm down to chat about it. Mm-hmm. Let's learn. I'm a good student. But also, it's like, you know what? If that if it's not going to happen, that's cool. I'd rather like it. Not happen, and then you fake it. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm not the one that's like, oh, she did it. I'm the man. Did it hurt your ego at all a little bit, Scott, when you heard and saw that so many women do fake it occasionally? I don't know if it, like, not necessarily my ego, because I don't base my ego off of that. Like, if that's happened, I'm not like, I don't literally walk out of the bedroom like, ha ha, bitch. I question myself. Yeah, no, I legit question myself. I'm like, what? Me? the heck out of here no so i don't know if it's necessarily my ego except for the fact of like now i have to question where i'm like why would you even fake it like i don't know maybe other guys maybe they need that i don't know i don't where i'm like 
I don't need you to be faking it. That's cool. That's fine. Okay. Now, Holly, you brought up a great point off the air about, because Scott was like, well, why would you fake it? Why mm. wouldn't you just say, hey, today is not the day that I'm going to orgasm. <laughs> Jeez, what a word. Um, We're not on the air, so we can uh, say orgasm. Okay, it's strong in the ears. Uh, <laughs> well, it can be. Well, it's even stronger when it happens for real, and she's not faking it. Um, uh, but Holly, why would you like, why would that and take us back to before, like, if you can remember, like the first time that you were like, oh my gosh, I have to fake it. Like, was it a conversation your friends had with you that like, Hey, you think about it in your head before you're like, all right, no, three, okay, two, my experience one. was different. So I, we're going to have to take mine with a grain of salt and two, two parts in this, my experience and why I think it happens. And I think it absolutely happens because of, we live in a patriarchal society. And that's just how it is. That is how it is. And until basically like the Me Too movement, nobody really cared that much. So it happens because forever and a day, women have sort of been even subconsciously trained to be quieter and more polite and make sure that everything is okay. Whereas boys were trained to like, just do your thing. That's just how it is. And I don't I hate to like break it down all the way back to the patriarchy, but it is what it is. So women are sort of groomed to be groomers. Like we're groomed to be people pleasers and we're groomed to make sure everyone's okay. Like even in movies, what god, what movie were we watching? And it wasn't not it was not that old. Mm. And in the in the movie, uh, there was a scene where someone had to go meet with the boss, and the boss was speaking to the secretary, who, of course, was this woman in her secretary outfit. And I'm watching this woman, and they didn't even acknowledge her. And then the one guy looked and was like, oh, get us some coffee, would you, Marlene, or whatever. And she goes, okay. And it's like she made herself smaller so that when the man walked around the table, he could get to his seat better. And I was like, poor Marlene. Nobody want to ask if she want to be in the conversation. <laughs> and I'm telling this was like in the 90s. Right. Like it was not that long ago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like women were have always been groomed to make sure that they're, they're like taking the temperature of the room always. You hear it even now when there's like a board meeting how oh that woman's a bitch or is she just being vocal. Like mm. it's it's it weighs on us as women to make sure that other people are okay. And the 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 lucky ones, the ones who were raised with like maybe strong mothers who were ahead of the curve, maybe they didn't get such the big brunt of it. Maybe they learned from, you know, young that you, you take up space and you make your opinion heard. Those are like the 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 women that ran so that the other ones could walk. And I there are absolutely trailblazers like this. Like RBG comes to mind, you know. Yeah. Um so there are women that are breaking those boundaries and have been but by and large, women were trained to be the silent, um, supportive, helpful ones who weren't supposed to make a big deal mm. of their own needs. That's why you see so many obituaries for women that were like, she was a selfless woman. And mm. everyone's like, oh, that's so nice. It wasn't nice. What do you mean she was selfless? What did she like? What mm-hmm. was she? What were her passions and what were her created? Anyway, I'm getting off the track. So I that all boils down to in the bedroom, and it's not like I was given info about how to have sex with a man. Right. It's just something that, oh, here we are. We're about to do it. You just stumble oh. on it. So 
A, a, a lot of my first experiences with sex were I want this guy to like me mm. and I want him to feel like he's going to come back because I don't want to just have sex once and then him, him leave me. I want this experience to be enjoyable for him. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to make it enjoyable. And that's just my experience. We've yeah. switched over to my experience now. And my experience also with sex was I did not have an orgasm until I was 22 years old. A legit one. I had a boyfriend. Didn't have an orgasm. Didn't know. Didn't know I didn't have an orgasm. I thought it felt good. And, like, he, you understand there's, like, a rhythm of sex. So, like, when the guy is getting close, you're like, yeah, you, come on, baby. Let's like, get give it. it to me. And so, yeah. like, you're trying to, like, encourage that. Oh, yes. Like, come on. Because nobody wants to, like, no guy <laughs> wants to be, like, doing it, doing it. And the woman's just like. This is great. This is so good. Oh my god! Mm. Like it's a it's a dance you do together. So like it's not. It's almost like acting, but it's not acting, which is why where faking it comes in. So like if the guy is having this incredible mind blowing time, and like let's say you really love him, and you're like yes, and then he's like oh did you? You're like mm-hmm. Because I don't want to, like, ruin your experience by being like, no, I sure didn't. And because then guys get in their own minds and they're like, oh, well, it was really great for me, but it wasn't great for you. Like, what the fuck? Now is my time. My wasn't. Do I feel guilty about having such a good time while she didn't have a good time? No, no, I had a good time. Mm. I don't always have to have an orgasm to have a good time. That's the biggest. And then you get into the thing between external stimulation and internal stimulation. Most. Most women cannot have orgasms internally alone. It's just not how our bodies are built. Like some women, yeah, hit that G-spot-ish, and they're good. But most women don't have that capability, and they have to have external stimulation in order to have an orgasm. So are you lighting that button up before sex starts and then giving her pleasure then and then you start sex? Or do you assume that she's going to somehow have an orgasm mid uh, intercourse, because unless you're also stimulating the outside, it's probably not going to happen that way. There's just a lot that goes into it, and well, it's and, uh, and it's not anybody's. Fu- I'm not saying like guys suck. This is just how it is. Well, and I think too, Holly, as the sort of like outside person looking in as a gay person, I see so many times how straight women and straight men, you all, like, miscommunicate with each other. Constantly. And I always feel like as a gay man, I'm always, like, right there in the middle because (laughs) I, like, understand both sides. Right. And I can see how, how, like, our medical history, how we think of women in our society until recently, like— no one cared about how a woman a woman felt. No. Because especially like way like not not way back, but like, you know, fifty years ago, that was just a woman's body was meant to have children. It yes. wasn't meant to and it was meant for to pleasure the man and that was it. No one cared about if she got off or how she felt during it. It was like No. This is all about my junk you, and it going, and I'm going to feel good. Think about the 50s. Like, it, women were actively told not to chase after pleasure. If you were doing that, you were literally considered a harlot. Right. And all you were there for was to make sure the man got off and that oh, you eventually geez. got pregnant. That's just the, that's the history. And, again, it's not so, re, it's not so uh, far away removed. So then there was, like, the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s. And then, like, you saw some power women in the 80s, and then finally it became okay to talk about in the 80s and 90s. So we're dealing with something that is relatively new, women's mm-hmm. pleasure. Back in, like, Sigmund Freud's day, the reason that we have the word hysterical 
comes from like the word hysterectomy. Like it's it's when women would be on their periods and be like, oh, she's hysterical. She, you know, and they would like run these crazy experiments with like trying to um, cause women to have orgasms because they thought like that was causing his like it was like a medical condition. It was it's crazy the history if you really look into it. So it's not weird. And it's not someone's, it's not a woman's fault that she might try to fake it or any mm. part of this that comes along because that's what women were groomed to do for the, the the inception of time. Right, right. I mean, and think about it. Like, take this back to the summer when we were talking about WAP and, like, why someone like my mom when we had her on who, like, she's always like, yeah, bitch. Like, my mom has always been like, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. I don't right. give a fuck what anybody she saying. She talks about her friend that's coming. She, uh, yeah. She's like, my friend's coming. Like, mom, I got it. But, like, you do that in private. Because then when we got her on the air to hear WAP, and I thought she was going to be like, yes, bitch. And she was like, oh, no. We don't. So even someone as liberal as my mom yeah. has sex. still been conditioned to be like, you don't talk about that in public. Women don't talk about pleasuring or be having pleasure during mm. sex. You only do it in private. Exactly. So how if we weren't even talking about with each other because it was so taboo, why would we? I didn't even know how to give myself an orgasm again till I was 22. So when I was having sex with my you know first boyfriend, it felt good. I thought it was great. I'm like, yeah, I did. Until I actually did it myself. And then I was like, oh, holy shit. I, <laughs> what even just happened? I didn't even know my body could do that. <laughs> and then it took another like decade for me to be relaxed and mm. comfortable enough with another human to have someone else do it to me. Like it it took it's it's like so mental for women if you're not in the exact right headspace you can't do it. Like I could want to like I could be doing it myself and then I think about something crazy and I'm like, "Oh, it's lost. Trash. Not going to happen again." Bills. And so if you think about anything, like if you're with a new guy and you're like, "Oh my god, did he think that my fat jiggled in a weird way?" Gone. Mm. Not oh. having an orgasm today because your body's like, "Oh, well, we're worried about fat now." It's so delicate. So for a woman to find a man that you're so comfortable with that that you can be comfortable with your own self, Mm. comfortable with him in order to, because you can't have an orgasm if you're tense at all or anxious at all. So if you are fully at a state of relaxation and he's giving you pleasure and you are like in in a very safe, vulnerable place, then yes, orgasm away. But to get to that point, which uh, is another reason that factors into faking it, because maybe you're just not comfortable enough with your body and your partner yet. Yeah. And we we, we have to <laughs> we have to wrap it up. Oh. Uh, we have a meeting with our boss. Well, you should wrap it up if you're in a new relationship. Hello. Um. So, Scott, though. Yes. Final thoughts. I mean, does it make sense? Because yeah, no, you felt absolutely. like almost offended this no, morning on the show. I think it was more just so a just shock. a shock of, I guess, again, like I said, the magnitude of it, where it's at this huge amount where I'm like, but again, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that, you know. As a man, as a straight man raised in this culture, why would you but, ever think about this? I don't, even as you're saying that, I know we got to wrap up, but like for my thought process going into it, it's like, that's why I, I guess Lion would be like, like, no, don't lie, like, talk to me about it. Because like, I'm not even going to say what I usually say, but like, you know, I want the experience to be amazing for you. Like, no matter what, it's going to be good for me. I want to do whatever it takes for you. I don't know. I I would hope most guys or more guys think like that. I know a lot of them don't because 
whatever. But I would like that to be how I go about it, at least. So it's like if communication could happen, man, that's what I'm saying. Like pencil and paper. Like I'm taking notes. Like, but I'm then down you to also learn. you also have to bank on the woman knowing herself. Oh, and how no one's taught us that we need to know about ah! herself either. Again, twenty two. We could be doing this tango much better. Twenty two, ladies, explore yourself. Do right. yourself a favor. We got to end it there. I just told our boss. I just told boss man what we're talking about, and he goes, "Oh, yeah." Because I was like, "We're finishing up the podcast. We'll be on our meeting in a couple of minutes." He goes, "Put me on!" Ha ha ha! And I was like, "I mean, we can. We're talking about the big O." And he said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Anyway, you want to well, get his perspective on it? No. Nah. He can help you, Scott. No. No? No. Scott, what's your social media? Oh, dear. At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Scott Holly. Scott Holly. Scott Holly. Scott Holly. Mine's Radio Holly. Radio Holly. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Miguel Fuller. That's where you can find me. M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. You can also see all of the reactions from this conversation because we film Miguel and Holly Uncensored. It's on the Miguel and Holly YouTube page. Make sure to like and comment on there. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, just make sure to rate and subscribe. And if you want some Miguel and Holly swag, you can always shoot me an email, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Oh, and really quick, we have a guest coming on on Friday. Oh! We have a guy that was on The Bachelorette who lives in St. Pete. And um, this virtual 5K that I hosted for this company that's doing it for free for our area, um, Connor, who was on there, hosted, or he's doing a a workout with them. So he's going to be on to talk about that, and we can talk to him about his experience on The Bachelorette. So all that's going to be happening on Friday's podcast. We'll see you then. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.